Hi there, Steve Kaufman here. And uh, today I want to talk about how to study effectively, not just how to learn languages, but how to study effectively. Remember, if you enjoy these videos, please subscribe, click on the bell to get notifications. Uh, I, I'd like to do a, actually a series of four videos. Uh, I'd like to talk about how to study effectively based on my experience in learning languages, what I've read about learning languages, what I've read about how the brain works, what I remember from when I was at school, uh, some of the things that I think language instruction does that is not successful in schools and why the same unsuccessful method is used to teach other subjects, causing a lot of frustration for people. So first of all today, I'm simply going to talk about how to study effectively in general. And then in the second in this series, I, I hope to do a series of four actually, in the second series, I'll talk about why I think language instruction in schools is not effective. Then in the third in this series, I want to talk about, you know, learning in a month or, you know, uh, how to learn quickly and, and all of the different hints and tips and, and hacks that are offered on the internet for how to learn languages quickly my views on these and, and again, tying it all back to studying effectively in general. And then in the final one, I'm going to talk about learning a language from scratch. So how, again, applying the sort of principles of effective study to, uh, you know, learning a language from scratch. So, um, I'm not going to talk about specifically language learning or about link. People complain that I mentioned link. Although I love Link and that's where I learn languages. And what we do at Link in a sense is a reflection of my view of how we learn. Uh, but I'm going to talk about learning and study, effective study generally. All right. First of all, the first thing I think we need to do to study effectively is to improve our reading skills. If we aren't good readers, we need to become good readers to read faster to get better at acquiring information through reading because reading is very effective, very efficient. It, it enables us to access so much information, whether in, you know, a paper type of book, a traditional book or an ebook where we can, you know, look things up if we're on a iPad or on a computer, being careful to be, you know, to avoid distractions granted. So reading is super powerful. Uh, also get used to listening. Uh, again, listening is something that we can do wherever we are. We can enjoy the voice of the person explaining. I find reading and listening more effective than video because with video, we are captive. Video can be part of a study plan. It can be fun to watch video. It's sometimes possible to explain things via video in a way that we can't in a book. So I think you need a combination of all three. So when we talk about combining reading, listening and video, we're talking about combining. And I think combining is a big part of learning. Um, I found that in learning languages, but not only in learning languages, in learning other subjects, I had to sort of get at the, whatever I was trying to learn using different approaches, different books, different resources 
don't just try to memorize the textbook. You, you have to try and force yourself to go out and find other resources that cover the same material. Uh, and that's why we combine video with listening, with audio, with, uh, with reading, because the brain, the way the brain works is the brain is not very good at sort of acing something now, learning some specific bits of knowledge or facts, or even, a you know, some, uh, mathematical equation. These are things that we kind of learn them and there's, it's difficult for the brain, you know, again, I'm not a, a neuroscientist, but they go into the hippocampus and they don't stay there very long. And, but the strength of the brain is its ability to sort of start to identify patterns. And that's why we have to be patient and keep feeding the brain, you know, the same kind, you know, I've referred to it as grazing and interleaving some of the same material interspersed with going off and doing something else and then coming back and reading about this or in some other format so that this combination learning, grazing learning is according to research, much more effective than trying to nail something down. And, uh, that's why it's, it's so counterproductive in the school system where they teach you something. And now because they've taught it to you, therefore they think you should be able to, you know, reproduce it or be tested on it. And of course you can't. So you only get six out of 10, which is frustrating. As a learner, we have to remember that however difficult something may seem, uh, whether it be a language or a concept in mathematics or in science or anything else in time, the brain will develop a pattern that enables us to grasp the concept better and better slowly. The emphasis is on slowly and Manfred Spitzer, whom I always quote, he says, you know, the brain can't do otherwise than learn. The brain will gradually learn, create patterns to deal with all the stimulus and, and, and information that's coming at it. It'll drop some of the details, but it'll start forming a pattern. And when you have this pattern in your brain, it becomes easier then to remember some of the details because you have a context. The brain has created this, this, uh, uh network of, of, uh, patterns that makes it then easier to learn. So it's very important not to be frustrated. If we read this explanation five times and it still doesn't make sense, or we keep forgetting things. And of course we get six out of 10 or three out of 10 on the test. And we shouldn't allow ourselves to be discouraged. Of course, the education system is set up that way. It's set up that way because for whatever reason, the people in charge of education feel that they have to test you at every step of the way to make sure you're learning something. In reality, what was taught yesterday may not click in for another six months. So it's kind of meaningless to test us immediately on, on what's in our short-term memory, for example, rather we should, you know, as teachers encourage learners to cover the same ground using different material. And we, as learners should resist this sort of sense of frustration that we can't understand it. We can't remember it. We can't do it. It doesn't make sense. We have to continue. And, and that's again, always, I go back to this uh, idea of combining things, watch a video by all means. But then also if you can find, and, and in the case of science and math, you have can Academy, which is tremendous, but you should still at the same time, work on your reading, work on reading explanations of the same thing. Again, without that sense of, you know, frustration or fear as you're not still not able to remember or grasp it all, just keep going. 
it's slowly going to sock into place just the way languages slowly sock into place and you know work on all the different aspects of your brain including the emotional side of your, of your brain so if you can listen to something that's pleasant where you enjoy the voice if you don't like listening to your professor but if you can find some other audio which is more interesting or where you enjoy the voice listen to that but you still have to go back and and, and read or listen to what the professor had to say because you gotta you gotta you know write the exam and most professors like to have things come back to them the way they they uh, you know taught it but so so as I, as a general principle in in learning i think all of the things that i say about language learning when i think back you know when i did well in a subject it's because i got interested in the subject i read up on it using different resources um and and so and the other thing too is as with language learning uh, of course it's good to to talk and exchange views about a subject that you're learning and to talk to the other people in the class and to talk to the, the teacher and so forth. But you have to have something in you before you can talk about the subject. Just as with language learning, you can't begin by speaking. You have to begin by allowing your brain to get used to it. And that's where the reading and the listening primarily, and to some extent a video, is kind of the prerequisite. And once you've got some of those patterns in your brain, then yeah, the more you can talk about it and do experiments and do things and, and activate some of these things that you have brought into your brain, the better you're going to do. So that's sort of a general discussion on how to study effectively. Uh, the big message is, to my mind, is don't allow yourself to get frustrated, get hung up at your mistakes or perhaps your, your results on a test or things that you forget. Try to find a way to get interested in in the subject uh, and that may mean that your textbook is boring find some other material and graze around and cover the same ground in, in different ways and i think that's an effective way to study 